Not sure if many of you know, but we do have a virtual tier within the Design Coven, virtual pro member tier, which includes three virtual meetings a month where we set intentions. We do group coaching. So bring all your questions. We answer those questions and you get to learn from other people going through the same struggles as you. We also do a business practice meeting. So we'll have somebody on to share a business practice that we can all benefit from. And then we also do a product training. So getting a sustainable, eco-friendly line to come on and share who they are so that we can be supported with other like-minded businesses. And if you're not quite ready for pro, you can always join our free community where you will connect with other like-minded holistic interior designers. You don't have to be an interior designer if you are kind of just dabbling or you're aspiring or you're looking into this field. We invite everybody from all journeys and you don't, again, have to be a designer. You don't have to have a degree. We're just a beautiful community of like-minded people looking to create healing spaces, not just for ourselves, but for our clients and future clients. Come join us at designcoven.com forward slash join. You're listening to the Holistic Interior Design Business Podcast. This is a podcast that guides you as a new or inspiring independent interior designer navigating your entrepreneurial path. Here with my over 20 years experience, I will share my holistic approach to design with intention and ancient practices, including feng shui, all incorporating mind, body, and spirit into my design projects. You will also learn from seasoned interior designers as they give strategies and insight of how they built their businesses and continue to work in the field. Together, we will discover supportive trade partners, new ideas, creatives, and inspiring artists from around the world. I'm your host, Rachel Lorraine Crawford. Welcome back to the Holistic Interior Design Business Podcast. I'm super excited. I have founder and lead curator Jennifer Finley on from JFIN Collective with us today. Welcome, Jennifer. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Of course. Um, I wanted Jennifer to come on because we've got a beautiful event happening in Sandy or in Solana Beach at Madison Gallery on Friday, uh, July 28th at 5 p.m. Uh, we're doing a beautiful gallery talk and we'll get into that a bit more. But I really wanted you all to meet Jennifer. Um, so you had some background and then you can also get super excited um, to meet her live and in person. But before we get started, I am going to light a candle for us just to kind of get us grounded, get us centered. I know I am kind of all over. I feel like I've just been running around and um, all over the place. So I'm a a bit scattered. So connecting us with our grounding energy. Feelings mutual. Yes. Usually on Tuesdays, I do all my recordings and I stay home and I'm just like anchored. Um, today I've been out yeah. running around meeting with clients and then I ran home, made my kids lunch. And then I'm like, oh, so that's <laughs> a bit everywhere. Okay. So yeah. So I'm like, okay, let's get here. And then I'm going to pull a crystal card. So just kind of see what crystal, uh, energy we have today that might bust our, our space. Kunzai. This is love, divine connection, and creativity. It's a beautiful heart chakra stone. Um, The affirmation here is I release what doesn't serve me and fill myself with love. And I feel like I am definitely in need of that. 
So I'm just going to let go of all <laughs> those things of today. <laughs> I feel like that's a and, good yeah. Oh my God. Just let it go. And I'm going to be here and I'm going to be present. And I'm so excited to have you with me in this space. Uh, so Jennifer, I always ask um, all the guests, what what is home? Um, what's home for you? Could be the idea of home, the meaning of home, your physical home, all of those things. Um, you know, I think, I mean, I'm a mom of two little kids. So for me, home is being with them. Um, I have a really sweet husband, very supportive. I'm very lucky in that regard. So being with them, being, it's interesting you say love because I always wear an earring that says love because I'm very connected to the idea of kind of putting out that into the world and putting kindness and goodness. And home is really when I'm in that place where I'm just kind of sitting in a loving space. But it's also like, I'm also a kind of curated person. I'm very like um, uh, intentional in what I do yeah. and what I experience. And um, and I'm lucky to be in that position that I can do that um, and control that element of myself. So I home is really for me like love, but also a very kind of aesthetic experience. Like my home actually really matters to me and what's around me. Um, and when it's not, how it should be or if it's not quite right it's a very disconcerting kind of feeling so that's what takes me out of home (laughs) (laughs) yeah I could totally feel that and I and I think that's probably very true for so many people and they're just not you know quite aware of it and especially when like future design clients contact myself or another designer they're feeling that and so they're they're becoming aware that you know their environment there's something off and and that's why they're being unsettled or or that kind of thing so um definitely yeah i think intentionality is just a really important thing i think you know it's really when people are talking to me about art and collecting and you know i say well this is really this is a personal experience of intentionality and what you want to do with it so it's really you know looking when you look at what you put on your walls, you really, it's a reflection on back on you. It's a reflection absolutely. on yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I mean, you talking into that, I would love to get into your origin story and get into your space a bit as far as how did you become this beautiful curator and how did you create your business and like, where does all this come from? How did you start diving into the art world? Well, I have a very unconventional story for the art world usually it's a very kind of straight you know stay in your lane kind of reality and I um (laughs) I did not come up that way I um was I've I've had a lot of lives I kind of think there's only one life to live so you might as well live as many lives as you want to (laughs) so you know I I started in uh, cultural and intellectual history at the University of Chicago met my husband was going for a PhD in that and then two PhDs was going to be like insane. So I said, okay, I'll go to law school because I'll think about that. So I ended up going to law school. I was a trademark um, and copyright litigator. I was very successful, represented major social media companies and um, all the major kind of fashion brands internationally, as well as like cultural institutions and museums. So I was in kind of a cultural space as much as you can be in litigation. (laughs) But I was so... (laughs) <laughs> I was so kind of, um, uh, it was very difficult. Litigation is very stressful. It's kind of known publicly that it's a very stressful kind of world. And I was trying very hard um, to have children. Um, mm. Wasn't able to. It was um, 
had went through a lot of struggles with that and finally had our um uh i should have said do you want the short version or the long version <laughs> I, I love the long version um, <laughs> but we um i went through a lot of struggles with that and i kind of um, started to think about like i said you know like intentionality how am i living what's around me what brings me joy outside of this experience that's extremely intense um and it was art it was music it was my home you know i've always loved kind of collecting and you know i've always kind of curated my space and i started to kind of get into that um world and i was actually in a case in new york and i had a few minutes <laughs> to tell myself and i walked into this gallery and saw this piece of art and i was like man this is gorgeous you know and like most people didn't know like the protocols you know felt yeah. very intimidated by this gallery that i had to push a button to get into and the gallerist said you know this piece that you picked is a great piece it's um actually uh it's sister pieces in the victorian albert museum and i said what and i said well okay how much is this piece you know <laughs> yeah. what am i dealing with here and it was you know it was this the price of basically you know my louis vuitton handbag that i was going to go purchase you know later that day and i kind of blew my mind right and so yeah. i said oh this gallerist is this is a joke right so i went and i researched it and i was and i said okay so i could and i always say this to people but i could buy a handbag that i will enjoy i will yes it'll be pleasurable to me and it'll be an experience or i can buy this piece of art take care of it the rest of my life just like the museum is doing and then how much joy will that bring to me and it brought uh, another level i mean i still like kind of get emotional about it because it was a really special moment for me and that started my collecting journey and wow. i started collecting um i fell in love um with the exhibition done in 1965 it was called the responsive eye very pop art black and white lots of things i had already loved like you know black and white lots of optics lots of mm -hmm. i don't know hard edges um i tend to wear very tailored clothes you know yeah um types of things so i'm a i'm a type of person definitely <laughs> and so that that art really appealed to me and so mm -hmm. i it became my hobby when i wasn't litigating um finding these pieces seeing if i could get them on auction you know i didn't have endless funds so i was trying to see you know these were pieces that kind of were on the periphery. I mean, now actually a lot of these pieces have become very, in the last six years, kind of off art's kind of blown up in a different way. But wow. that time it was, it was very much on the periphery so I could get these pieces. Um, yeah. And I became kind of known for this kind of being this quirky collector. And I had other collectors reach out to me and be like, how did, how did she get that piece? Where did you find it? Oh my you gosh. know, so I, I started helping them as friends. You know, this was just a, a, an experience. And um, it was my joy. And so then I went through this kind of struggle that we tried, 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 tried to have a baby. And I ended up having to have a carrier. Um, I wasn't able to carry. Um, at least I had been medically diagnosed as not being able to carry. <laughs> Wait for it, there's a, there's a twist. And I, um, I said, okay, you know, I was having to travel to a different, I said, I can't do litigation anymore. It's too mm. stressful for me. It's too, and I made this kind of tough choice that I was going to walk away from it, and I was wow. going to experience my passions. Um, it had been physically very tough on me, 
And I enjoyed it. I enjoyed certain elements of it, very kind of exciting, but it wasn't healthy for me at that time. It might, yeah. you know, never know. But at that time, it was really not healthy for me. So I said, okay, I'm going to focus on this little baby, this surrogate, hearing this uh, situation. And then I started to get really sick. And when my baby was about to be born, Margo, and I went into the doctor, and it was three weeks before uh, I thought I was going to be born. Went into the yeah. doctor, and he said, oh, no, you're not sick. Like, I had, like, kind of like a little cancer scare earlier. Anyways, long story. Okay. But I, he said, you're not sick. You have a peanut in there. You have a baby in there. And oh, she's three God. months, you know? And so I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> and we did. I couldn't believe it. Like, right? It was like. Uh, we walked out of there just stunned. We were just like, no, what is going on? So um, I have two daughters, you know, Poppy shouldn't be here. She's a miracle and all through COVID and um, all that came, but she struggled, struggled, struggled. Pregnancy was really hard, but here she is six months later. So I have two girls exactly six months apart. And in that process of that, that was so like kind of mind blowing you know, um, situation, I decided, hey, I'm going to pursue my passions. If this kind of, I guess if some like miracles can happen in the world or some sort of like um, extraordinary experiences, like maybe that can go further than just kind of this one aspect. So yeah, and it, and luck, I mean, I have been very blessed that it has, and I've been able to kind of move forward with it as an actual business and and have developed a reputation as having like a really good eye and able to get very unique things for unique clients absolutely insane i love it (laughs) so you're in chicago was all this going on there or when did you move to san diego or la jolla no we moved we moved actually we moved actually to atlanta we were actually in atlanta so my husband met in chicago and then we went down i went to law school in atlanta and he's from he's like old you know, Southern family's been there forever. And um, when we went through this um, situation with my mom, oh, I didn't even talk about that. My mom yeah. had moved down here to Atlanta and she got ill. And we said, hey, move back to San Diego. I'm originally from San Diego. Okay. And so we um, we sent her back and then we said, we're going to follow you. So we ended up, if we can find the right house, we said, we'll, we'll follow. And we ended up during the pandemic um, finding a house and renovating it via Zoom. So that's a whole nother story oh here in San Diego. Yeah. Yeah. With two little ones. It was special. <laughs> Amazing. And how old are the girls now? They're uh, three and two and a half. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're, so they uh, they're, they're actually a lot of fun, but a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, of course. So you were able to create these beautiful babies, a new home, and this business sort of all in the same time frame. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's basically it. You know, I mean, it's 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 kind of... Uh, one thing I did learn as a lawyer is that there's always kind of more time in the day than you think there is, you know? Mm. <laughs> there's always more... Um, space than in in your life than you thought there yeah. were um i've learned since that there's this, there's a right time to say no i've learned really that yeah uh, well i did not learn that in litigation i should have but <laughs> it's always my recommendation to anyone who does law you know yeah so. absolutely but you know 
it's like they say, I mean, you know, everything's figured out except life, right? We have to figure that out. I think Sartre said something like that. (laughs) Absolutely. And so um, you're curating art for your clients and do you, you also do this for designers and for their clients as well? Yeah, I work, I work a lot, um, well, more and more with designers. I started, like I said, I started very much in an individualistic, kind of private, very um, old collectors, okay. kind of families of families collecting. And then through that, developed a little more of a reputation, started putting myself out there a little more publicly. I was just very like a very private kind of experience mm. of very select clients. And yeah. as I did that, I started to engage with designers um, who were looking for that next level, right? They, they did wanted to think two kind of two aspects for their clients, right? One, how do I have really fantastic art that is going to wow these, you know, clients? And then two, you know, how can my clients have this kind of as a kind of part of an investment portfolio and diversify yeah. their investment? So art that was going to continue to have value. Um, and that's kind of my specialty because I focus a lot on historic pieces that um, have kind of proved themselves in the world. Let me put it that way. Got it. Got it. Cool. Um, yeah, I think this is one aspect that maybe a lot of designers don't even know exists. And I think it's so important. And like what you said, it's like really elevating the service that the designer has to offer. And also when you're getting into this extremely high-end residential client, um, design projects, you need art that's going to reflect everything else that's going in the home. You know, we're specking out these beautiful custom made light fixtures and furniture and, you know, we're having applications and finishes and things put on these walls that are custom. And then, you know, a lot of these designers don't know, like, where do I go to get art that's going to be at that, that range, um, and be at that level. Um, so that's why I really wanted them to connect with you and understand that this is something uh, that they can bring as a service to their clientele. And you can work with designers from all over, right? You don't just work. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, actually, actually, it's only recently I work more with Southern California. Obviously, I've only moved here, you know, I had two years ago. So most of my yeah. clients, I mean, except of a couple of clients I had previously in L.A. and San Francisco. But most of my clients had been on the East Coast in Europe, actually, majority are in Europe. Wow. So, um I I also kind of wanted, it's true, like it's absolutely true that designers can elevate, you know, um, their work and what they're doing by bringing in like very high-end art. But it's also, I just want to make sure too, to mention that it's easy to think this is just purely for those like, you know, ultra high net worth individuals. And that is yeah. not the case. In fact, a lot of the uh, clients that I work with, that is, they're just kind of, you know, average you know people that want to do beautiful things with their home you know what i mean they they're invested in their home and they're spending that money to have the designer and they're spending that money to um intentionally kind of curate their space but for the most part you know i'm working with their budget you know i'm working with kind of hey this is what we can get for that um i think that sometimes unfortunately uh designers see that as an afterthought like Mm -hmm. okay i've done all this work and now it's like I'll just put something up on the wall, right? And I think you do your disservice a little bit yeah. to uh, your client who you've done this beautiful space for, right? I mean, absolutely spit. And then you're yeah. just like, well, I'll get that, you know, I just, you know. I, I, 
<laughs> at Home Goods. You know what I mean? I'm just like, <laughs> you are, you just like you just have custom Minotti couches made. Like you're gonna yeah. put a Home Goods. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh, it's so true. It's <laughs> uh, yeah, and it's they like, could get a young artist. You know, they could get a great artist, but it's overwhelming, right? That's what I. That's where I come in. You know, to kind of narrow it down to um, basically hone kind of what they can do. Yeah, absolutely. And and you have these connections. You know who's up and coming. You know who what's available. And I feel like you're just you're making these connections um, and you're connecting with both um, galleries and artists directly or do you have other connections or other um, resources? Yeah, I mean, you're... basically, I mean, I mean, that's the beauty of an advisor, right? Because a collector has only the connections or a designer has only the connections that they've made with that one kind of right. gallery or something. I have connections all over so I can kind of call upon different galleries. I have different relationships with them. I have, I have relationships with artists, young artists, you know, estates, older artists, you know, that haven't been heard from in a long time and their, you know, widow is actually running. <laughs> you know, I have these these abilities. And one of the things that is unfortunate is that the art world does tend to be very, um, it can do itself a disservice by pushing away people and making Got itself it. seem very, you know, snobby. So I yeah. think that having someone like me who's not intimidated by that, right. who doesn't really care, you know, and it doesn't make their client feel kind of like, well, I'm special. <laughs> you should like me too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can yeah. I can give them that feeling without them having to be told by a gallery like, well, what have you bought in the past? Have you mm -hmm. been donated to museums lately? You know, and that when you are talking about that kind of ultra high kind of experience, that is very much the reality. And so that's what I can bring to the designer that um, they don't always have access to. Yeah, I mean, you're you're speaking it, another yeah. language, right? You're, you're speaking a language that you can connect with. It's almost like you're becoming this portal of these two worlds and being able to, to have, let us, to so that we have access to this space that we don't even know exists a lot of the time. Right. And I think like, I mean, like, I know you're super active in the art world, but I think that there's, you know, there really is this kind of, I think, um, there has been traditionally, I've talked about this with designers, that they're yeah. uncomfortable with it. Yeah. Um, and also they just don't, they haven't quite uh, made the bridge to the value of it for their client. Mm -hmm. But now clients, I, they're in the position that clients, because the art world has opened up so democratically, and has so much access, so many of their friends are collecting. So now clients are starting to push these a lot of designers to be like, I need art that matches this. Um, yeah. And that's been a big change, I think, um, that's been around, started since kind of, I've started this, but I think previous generations of designers like were a little bit like, I'm not sure um, how this works. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I talk to designers all the time and, you know, and, and part of my sort of mission with this holistic design process is to support artists, um, to support people that are creating original art um, because we're all in it together. And there's just so much um, like subliminal messaging with art and the connection we have with artists and just what's the energy that's going into these pieces and to be able to bring, again, bring this to another level to our clients and really support them and support the people that are in our community to me is huge. So I'm always 
and that's why I'm so active. I'm just trying to like be in these spaces, see what's out there, meet these artists, because I know that other designers are going to come to me or they might be like, hey, I'm looking for something in particular. I can be like, this is who you um, want to yeah. connect with. And I think that, you know, I think for me too, that's um, something that's very important to me. It's always been very important to me. I'm a, um, I'm a little bit of a, like a Luddite, you know, in some ways, you know, where I, I, I don't really like the machine world happening, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, so I love the idea of the hand, right? To me, it's very important that the hand has touched these, a human. Yes. You know, even even if it's a, a multiple, you know, people don't understand, you know, these lithographs, some of these artists are, you know, they're doing it themselves. They're not, yeah. especially at the at kind of a special level that we're talking about where there's a more fine aspect to it you know the hand has touched it and there's like um there's a, a term it's it, the piece contains an aura you know it mm -hmm. takes it, it its yeah. aura exists and when you're around real art and you're around something like it you feel it because it touches you you know it's something yeah. beyond the piece the artist dies you know and uh the art lives on and mm -hmm. it's part of them part of their experience Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, I love that you mentioned that. That's so true. There's something in there that's just encoded in that piece that that you're you're right. It, it lives on and it it keeps going. <laughs> and to be able to feel that, it's yeah. Really and I incredible. think that's such a shame too for designers. You know that they again they've found these you know unique pieces for their clients, and yeah. then you're going to put something on the wall that um, doesn't doesn't honor what you've done. It doesn't dialogue with it. It doesn't have any conversation with it, and that seems such a shame. And and uh, it makes sense to me, though. I mean, this world that I exist in is very intimidating. It's very yeah. um, they're they're very off-putting. Um, you know, I get a lot of like, you know, people that don't know me, and then they'll start to like, you know, call their friends and be like, oh, okay, well, maybe I should deal with her after all. <laughs> But um, they, you know, they, you know, I'll walk into a gallery and they'll say, "Oh, uh, I'm sorry. What? I'm sorry. Did you need the price list? Oh, a price list. Okay. You know, <laughs> you know, I'm just like, give me the price list. It's a, yeah. it's, it's a transaction ultimately. You know, what I mean? you know, totally, so, totally. Uh, the lawyer in me comes out of those aspects. You know, <laughs> I, you know, what's so funny is I, I feel like my world has really been connecting with all these beautiful female ex-lawyers and some that are lawyers still um just like in my client in my friends i'm like what is happening i think there is just this calling <laughs> that maybe i need to like step into this stronger like you know dominant space like you know we, we surround ourselves by what we need and I just love yeah. that I, I know you told me this a while ago and I totally forgot about yeah. it but now that you mentioned it again I'm like oh my gosh yes <laughs> well you know there was a major exodus from the law um during the pandemic um a lot of people that were very high up in the law were like what am I doing with my life mm. right I just was a little bit before it you know I had yeah. so many people I had so many partners of people that I worked with like subsequently being like you got it right we just followed you and I'm like wait wait a minute make sure you know what you're doing before <laughs> but before um, anyone else did yeah yeah but it's oh. but it is true I think that you know um this this world that I exist in can be very um it feels almost untangible you know what I mean you can't yeah. hold on to it 
and people feel like they have no access to it. And I think that element is where I can come in and be like, no, I can get it for you. I can, I can make that happen for you. Tell me what yeah. you want. Let's figure you out. Let's, let's go yeah. to lunch and let me see what you order. And then I can tell you something about yourself in that. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're so, so right on with that. You're like, you're our best friend into the art world. And I love that you get to be on our team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm the one that can get you uh, the first access without yes. you having to have spent those $6 million to get it. <laughs> yes. Yes. Amazing. Amazing. Um, do you have any little tips or things that um, you can tell a designer if they are entering in this world and they're um, trying to discover, you know, new artists or trying to tiptoe yeah. their their dip their toes in the water here? I mean, one thing I will say is, you know, it depends on kind of your level and your budget. If you have the budget to have an art advisor come in, you yes. know, and you're willing to give up a little bit percentage of that to kind of for your clients. I think using, there's a lot of great art advisors here in San Diego. I mean, I can give tons of shout outs to my fellow Ingrid Westlake, Aaron Page. I, I'm okay, I'm not, yeah. uh, I always tell us like, we all succeed if the art yes. world, world succeeds. Yes. So, but um, use those advisors because it's really a small percentage for the quality that you're getting mm -hmm. and the access that you're getting and honing because it's a shame for a client to be investing money into something that maybe they will never get back if they if they wanted to sell it or they wanted to. And I, I mean, I, I that's part of what I do. I do admit that art is a transaction and there's an investment yeah. level to it, which is also a faux pas in the art world. We should not say that. But I think, you know, it's real estate. They would say the same thing. Yeah. So I think um, like any kind of thing that you value that you're putting monetary aspect into, use an advisor, right? I mean, you would, yeah. if you were investing your money, you would use an advisor. If you Absolutely. want to have beautiful furniture, you use a designer. So I think using us is a really great way. But if you're at that place where you're like, I can't quite afford, or I can't quite be to, you know, at that aspect where I can split, you know, that's also good. Try and find local artists. This is my mm -hmm. big recommendation. Yes. Go yes. local. At least, you know, at least you're going to in that aspect, support your community and you have a beautiful reality. And there's great, great um, galleries here in San Diego. I mean, really mm -hmm. top, top, top notch. I mean, Quint, Madison, um, Oolong, which is a new yeah. gallery, Bread and Salt. I mean, they're great. Absolutely. And segueing into that, we've got our event on Friday, which is the 28th. Can you give us a little bit of a teaser? Um, we're gonna have a panel. We've got you up there. Um, we've got Lorna York, the founder of Madison and Rebecca. Um, can you give us a little bit of, you know, what we can expect um, coming into that event? Yeah, so, I mean, I think I think what I'd like to do is kind of give you guys some tips and, yeah. you know, tricks in entering, you know, yeah. the art world and if you, you know, are going into a gallery or you are going into fairs, how they kind of approach it and approach mm -hmm. it. I think that's a big, the big thing that um, I want that anyone who comes to that to be able to walk away and feel that they're confident yes. going yes. into any kind of level gallery and knowing kind of the process of how it works. Um, also kind of the tips in helping your client. What do you need to ask of the gallery 
if you're buying something or what do you need to ask of the artist you know um if you're buying something that the gap that the client is going to need to have you know after you're gone you know yeah. to support their art and what they did so and also um then misconceptions i like to break misconceptions so hopefully i can you know uh break the 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 foggy glass that covers the <laughs> the veil maybe maybe i'll rip the veil, the veil. away from <laughs> the art world so that's what that's what i hope hope to make it more approachable that's my big mission mm. to kind of to democratize this aspect of um the beauty of life right yeah yeah absolutely i think so many of these designers are going to get so much out of it and like i said you're you're definitely going to be unveiling this world that we might not have been able to touch or to even see. So I think that's going to be super exciting and talk about like leveling up our services as a, as a designer um, to our clients is huge. Um, what other services do you have to offer? I know you curate. Do you also assist with selling art or do you yeah, go into that I do. zone? Yeah, it's like I say to, to people, you know, you buy this art and it becomes part of your story, but you go and you're because of its story. So you're part yeah. of its story, basically, because now, you know, this art has to be preserved. If you're buying quality art, so I help basically preserve the art, help figure out how to maintain it. Where should it be placed for its best kind of maintenance in life? I mean, you know, the pieces in, you know, right around me, they will go on and my, they, I will yeah. they out with me, you know, they will out with my children, um, yeah. hopefully, if they're well-preserved. So. Um, I help kind of the whole maintenance, the whole aspects of the creation arts of a collection um, from beginning to middle to end. So I also aid in selling, you know, sometimes you've moved past that. I mean, I know a lot of designers and I know, I mean, one of the greatest, you know, auctions that happened in the last five years was the auction of the um, Krakow in Sotheby. It was just this, like amazing auction wow. where everything they had, you know, all the houses they had put together, they sold off in like kind of one swoop just so they could then do it all over again. And so oh my gosh. Um, I helped do that part. So I helped wow. do all the sales. I helped make sure that the um, it gets shipped properly. I know all my connections with art handlers. It gets, again, <laughs> my, 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 my one like kind of pet peeve is I'm going to buy this extraordinarily piece, this piece of art and I'm going to I want to FedEx it from Europe. I don't want to pay for an oh art gosh. handler and oh I don't God. want to pay for it. And I don't want to pay for it to be professionally hung. Um, oh. And I'm just like, oh gosh, yeah. <laughs> let's, let's, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's just commit to the fact <laughs> that we're going to do this. So um, I arranged that. And I also kind of, you know, that's one of the things, like if I get a discount on those, that's something I can extend sometimes mm -hmm. to my clients and, and help them in those regards. And, also just bring them those connections, right? Because yeah. they don't know how to clean it. They don't know that they're, exactly. you know, how do you dust it? They can yeah. do yeah. this, right? All those little aspects. So I'm a, I'm a, I'm a one, I'm a one-stop shop. In other words, you Amazing. know, I, it starts with me and it ends with me. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you truly are like the, the handler of these pieces of art. Um, and I love that you mentioned the hanging part because Oh my goodness. Yeah. When a client's like, Oh, just hang it. I'm like, I am not hanging anything. We're going to get a professional to come in here. That is licensed. That is insured. <laughs> like, right. Exactly. You know, yeah. 
this needs right. to be. And that's the other thing, you know, yeah, make sure, make sure you have, you know, as a lawyer, I'm always surprised in this world. <laughs> what goes on behind the scenes that should not go on behind the scenes. Um, and uh, I think too, though, it is very important because like you guys know, you know, yeah. it's all about the eye. You know, the eye yeah. travels. There's this great, you know, uh, Diana Vreeland uh, quote. She says, you know, the eye travels. And if art isn't hung consistently through the house at a consistent hang, whether it's a museum hang or whatever. See, there's this all this back world that people don't yeah. know about. You're going to know that. It's like a music that the note is off. You don't have to yeah. be a musician to know that someone didn't hit the right note. It's the same thing. Your eye will say, I don't like it. Um, and so we don't know why we're attracted. We don't know why something seems curated or beautiful, yeah. but there's a reason why, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And as designers, we know, and, and I'm so happy that you, you mentioned that because <laughs> you guys, yes, this is, <laughs> these are the things that we have to translate to the client. Like when we're explaining a certain right. situation and, and the client, you're right. The client doesn't know. They just know it's off. I don't like my space. It doesn't feel good in here, but they couldn't tell you why. And they'll right. go into a space that's beautifully designed and they're like, this feels good. But again, they don't know, well, what is it? And same thing when we're accessorizing, right. we're bringing all this stuff in and then or even when they get their first shipment of just furniture and it's so flat and they're just freaking out and we're like, it's not done. Yeah. Like <laughs> there's so right. many layers and so many things. And that's why the accessories right. are and everything is so important. It brings everything together. Um, but right. I love being able to start with art too and letting that be the thing that then sets the tone and the mood for the rest of the space. Like how powerful right. and you know intentional is that? That's also incredible. And it's, those are kind of the best, those are like, you know, the best uh, projects for me where yeah. the art is actually the center. They're building the house around the art. They're, you know, they understand either they have a collection or they want to build a collection specifically. I've had, I've been really, um, it's been fun to have a couple of really cool, especially just recently um, in this city to be working with kind of wow. architects and you know right. contractors and designers and to say where are we going to put the lighting you know to think about yeah. what kind of lighting what's going to happen which is you know so fun um because you know a lot of pieces need to have uh electrical built in and stuff mm -hmm. so to have that or they're really heavy and people don't know that you're going to have to support them in the walls and so to yes. have that ability to go through all of that is a really fun so cool. aspect but it is it is details that people don't understand. But I will say, I guess, again, like if architecture, design, and art work together, yep. you have a very, very special place. It's it, people, you know, one of the things people walk into a couple of my clients' homes where I've been in that situation, or even my home where I designed it. Yeah. And they're like, wow. Like, and I said, yeah, the architecture, we, basically created this house surrounding the art. And so the lighting, the walls, the finishes, the color of the, the white, that's so yes. specific that I don't yes. tell anyone. It's my secret white. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, that makes the walls pop, you know, makes the art mm. pop. Um, and isn't, you know, anyways, I can't tell you my secret white, but um, <laughs> everyone has to have their, you know, you have to have one thing, thing but. <laughs> Yeah, but it's but it's true. If those work together, it is really special. So if you can get an architect, a designer, and an art uh, advisor together, that is 
uh, magic. I mean, you know, perfect example is the Cody house that Peter Blake did um, just this last year in, uh, in Palm Springs. You yes. know, called it Gesamtkunstwerk, or the total work of art. Um, and that was magical. And those kind of homes that exist, we don't always get to see them, right? Right. My, my clients don't let people see their art. Yeah. <laughs> it's very yeah. fun when I get a client who's new and young and who doesn't care that it goes on Instagram. Yeah. Um, it's very <laughs> rare. Uh, but, you know, I don't get to show what I do. I don't get to talk about what I do um, outside of kind of a general commentary yeah. because the people that buy real art don't want you talking about their art. Of course, of course. <laughs> very secretive world <laughs> yeah oh my gosh I love it but so it's much. also fun you know it's also kind of like a spy or something you know <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah you've got you, you know their secrets and what they've got and <laughs> <laughs> it's a total different and that's the fun of it too because you can always then help another client yeah maybe they're moving maybe they're moving maybe they're going to that that those pieces don't fit in their new home or they're mm -hmm. you know deciding to kind of change up their collection or change their design of the, the the room or the house and they want to change all the art and then you can help them kind of sell it and promote it to another client that might um, be useful for their collection. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I've had clients in the past that have had these collections or these pieces and, you know, like you said, they have grown out of, grown apart from them, grown out of them, whatever it is, and or they've brought up old memories from maybe a, a past relationship or that kind of thing. and. And again, to yeah, have you in the back pocket to be like, okay, I've, I've got you. I've got somebody that can sell these for you that is involved in this world and you're going to you know, get a fair price. And then we can use that to invest into something that does make you happy and, and you yeah. know, change. And everything. the other thing, and the other thing too, is I think another thing we haven't touched on, but the auction world is a whole nother kind of can of worms and very much. That's my kind of specialty is that world wow. in particular because I got started in that um, that era. So uh, that area. So I um, <laughs> that era it was the '60s. So it had to be <laughs> in the auction world for the most part. Mm. Um, and uh, but that area is a very specific world, and it's a, there's a lot of techniques to working okay. with auctions and a lot of um, things that you need to make sure you have and know before you get wow. involved with that. Um, so wow. that's some tips I'll, I'll, ma I'll make, I'll make sure I mention those okay. on the 28th too. <laughs> Amazing. And, and so that's something that you can do for the client too. You would, you would go to these auctions and you'd be able to bid and, and do the whole thing. Yeah. And the beauty now is, I mean, uh, you know, so many, almost every auction house around the world is online. Okay. So what used to be traveling is yeah. now kind of accessible. Um, to us through the wide web. Wow. <laughs> um, but uh, the, but it's still, but that's also the danger of it mm. because it can seem a little too accessible and maybe yeah. sometimes there's reasons for that. So kind of make sure you're navigating and getting what you need and making sure Got you're getting it. the exact piece that you're wanting. But also I keep lists that's, I have a, a fair amount of my clients, a good portion of them, um, have lists and pieces that they're looking for. Oh, and so I just it. am always checking auctions, checking wow. galleries, checking to see, is there stuff that's coming available that they might want? Mm. So um, that's kind of one of my major time consumers is just making sure I'm not missing a piece that they've requested and that's coming up for auction. 
Oh my gosh. That's so insanely awesome. I, I just, I mean, I can probably talk to you all day about like this whole secret world of art and how to like deal with it and how to acquire it and what do you do? And it is definitely like spy movie. <laughs> Um, yeah, here, which is so <laughs> rad. Yeah, because you, you know, there's always there's always a secret. The other thing that people don't know is you go to the art fairs, and there's a thing that's shown to the public. There's a thing that's shown mm. at artsy, but then there's always the secret closet that's for the real collectors, mm. and those are the special things that you won't get access to unless you have an advisor or your best friend that's a museum curator. You <laughs> other yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm so excited. I'm like pumped up. I can't wait to talk to you more <laughs> about all of this on Friday because this is going to be fantastic. Um, so yeah. So if you're in San Diego, make sure that you're signed up for the event on the 28th at Madison Gallery in Solana Beach. And if not, you can always connect with um, Jennifer um, on your own, get her on your team. Uh, Jennifer, how can, how can these designers find you? What are, what's the best yeah, way can, to connect with you? You can um, look me up on my website, www.jfincollective.com, or you um, Instagram's also a great way. It's jfin under, uh, underscore collective. So that's my handle. Uh, and uh, that's probably DMing me is always the best. But cool. Uh, if, you give, if you DM me, I'll give you my private number. <laughs> Got it. Awesome. Amazing. Okay. So, yeah. So you need to connect with Jennifer. Um, do you have any other events or things that are happening that you're super excited about that you want us to know? You know, there's always fun things happening, but they're not all things that are public. Oh, right. So, of course. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, there's there's fairs coming up and there's fun, okay. exciting uh, things for me and, and, and mm. new collections that I'm putting together. I am doing some uh, more public uh, collections and that I'm working with some real estate agents that oh, are doing cool. well developing homes homes Amazing. that are based on they're called art houses so those are kind of fun oh, so rad. i'd actually get to see those on instagram <laughs> okay cool so we need to definitely follow you so that we can see all the secret behind the scenes stuff that we don't have access to um and i always i always ask at the end you know are there any practices or things that you're doing to kind of stay grounded to to stay mindful and um centered you can share with us you know, again, I have two toddlers, so centered <laughs> is always a question. But, you know, I, 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 I'm a real art dork. Like, I really love my art in my home. And I'll mm. sit and I'll stare at it. I mean, oh I really gosh. go into a place because the art that I have is very optical. So it's like wow. your eyes actually start to move with it. Like, almost like a child seeing something for the first time. Wow. So when I go into that kind of space, it it allows me almost to just see beauty. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of my century when I can stop, breathe, and see the world around me as something to be enjoyed or something exciting. I think that's yeah. that's when I kind of get centered. And then I hope from that, I kind of come out of that and my kids actually have fun with me, so. Yeah, amazing, <laughs> That's which is so important. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Oh, my oh, they're very good. They're very good art kits. They are. They yeah. they've learned to, you know, don't touch they the art the etiquette. Yeah, look <laughs> with they your know, eyes. They know how to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. I love that you use the art to actually get into that space. Um, it's. I mean, it, art is so powerful. Yeah. It, you know. Music. Yeah, and that's what I encourage people to do. 
I mean, that's the reason to collect. It yeah. shouldn't be any other reason except to kind of enjoy. Yeah. But then, you know, if it helps your investment portfolio in the long run, it's not too bad. Yeah, exactly. It's a perk. Double duty. <laughs> a perk of beauty. Amazing. Oh my goodness. Thank you, Jennifer, so much for coming on and sharing all your wisdom you. and, and giving us a peek into this art world. And I'm super excited for our event. And um, yeah, I just know everyone's going to be excited to meet you. And um, this is fantastic. I appreciate it. Well, me too. Thank you so much. I'm really excited too. And I'm excited too. And I think this will be a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, I always get a kick out of talking to you. So that makes it good. Of course. So thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Of course. It. You've been listening to the Holistic Interior Design Business Podcast. If it's one that you have been enjoying, please share with anyone else that you think can benefit from this knowledge and leave us a five-star review that helps us get seen and found by other new and aspiring interior designers. And if you're looking for mentorship, I invite you to join our club here at the Design Coven. It's a bridge between school and real life interior design. We get in much deeper there. We have virtual and in-person events. So everyone is welcome. You don't need to have a design degree to be part of it. Just an interest in holistic interior design. I also want to thank our editor, Marcy Ferry and Kinseth Thibodeau, who is our music composer. Until next time, be well, and we will see each other soon.